the film series that won't die. Over 40 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. If there's even that much of a connection. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Pat. And we're back doing Amityville Karen again. Uh-huh. Uh, as we mentioned on the previous episode, if you're listening to these in order, and why wouldn't you for all the continuity? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, saves us having to put in editor's notes and oh, such. God, like the old, you know, you know. See episode number 12. Or see the now classic episode number 12. <laughs> God. Da, da. Stanley was the ultimate hype man. Like, yeah. before there was even a term hype man. Like, most of it was for hyping himself, but he was also hyping Marvel just mm-hmm. as much every time. Oh, absolutely. There's a reason why he's so associated with Marvel, even having not written so many of the books that yeah. I honestly get credited to him a lot, but... Wow. You know. The Marvel I, method makes things weird. It does. Or it makes it... It's hard to nail down who did what on the things. Yeah. The, um, for those of you not as deeply invested in comics, the Marvel method was basically that the writer would throw the story idea at the artist. The artist would illustrate a story... Mm-hmm leaving room for word balloons and then the writer would go in and fill in the word balloons where necessary to round out the story. Which does make it a much more collaborative art form. It absolutely does. It gets a little squishy when, you know, you people break out into the Jack and Stan camps. Mm-hmm. Like some people say, it's all the art. Since like Stan was leaving it to the artists, like Steve Ditko or Jack Kirby, Wally Wood, that uh, they were more of the writers than not. And mm-hmm. you know, but then you get the other camp that says, well, if Stan hadn't come up with the pre- premise of each story and told the artist to draw that, then they wouldn't have done that. And so, right. It honestly, it um, in the last episode we talked a lot about improvised movies, and yes, yeah. this, this one I feel like falls into it as well. That you know, you don't give the cast of Waiting for Guffman or Best in Show a screenwriter credit, even though they're inventing yeah. the majority of the dialogue. The writing is in the plotting of it, but when you go to the Marvel method, the plotting is often the artist. It is. It's, you know, Stan just says, okay, Spider-Man foils a bank heist and it's the Rhino this month. If that's how if that's how thin it was. Right. But I'm saying, like, yeah. it, sometimes it, it could be, be pretty bad. straightforward. And a lot of times it was one writer on five books, whereas each artist was individually on one. Right. So they're bouncing back and forth. And... I've done gigs in comics where I get to script from, you know, moment one, beat sheets and all that. Uh, I've had some where literally I'm handed finished art and I have to fill in the word balloons. Yeah. Um, just filling in based on the art is harder if you really care. Sure. But, you know. I'm saying it's okay to still like Stan Lee. Yeah. <laughs> but that's nothing has literally nothing to do with Amityville Karen. The movie the Amityville movie about a Karen. You know what a Karen is, don't mm-hmm. you? It's Karen is a very entitled white woman from the suburbs. Age ring ages 
doesn't really age is all age. over the place. And honestly, um, even South Park did an episode kind of pushing that gender is not the issue either. When uh, Randy Marsh became a Karen, I can see that. Yeah, it's the entitlement, right, of the thing. Or of the person. Yeah. And I don't know the etymology. Ten. I don't know who the first air quote Karen was or where that got picked. Yeah. Um, I have known some Karens in my life that are absolutely delightful people. Yes. I have I, I, also known some that are very much the the style. Yeah. I uh, love how, like, universally, though, any person named Karen hates the term Karen. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of whether or not they are one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've known some who have gone on very Karen-esque rants about the Karen thing, <laughs> and it's hard to explain that. The so Karen, you don't. The Karen doth protest too much. Yeah. I've worked enough retail to know which arguments to walk away from. Yeah. Yeah. Which, the Karens. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. Or actually, you probably don't. You probably don't. It's a part of being a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> very rarely does somebody who's entitled actually understand that they are. Yeah. We say this is two white men in America. Yeah. <laughs> but if you think that you deserve special treatment because you're you, and that's it, most of the people who were working at wherever you're angry don't care. They don't care who you are. They don't care who you know. Chances are when you start name dropping, it makes it even worse for you. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. I've had... Uh, I do stuff at the auto bar and it's a rock club here in Baltimore and I've had more than a few occasions where somebody trying to get their way on XYZ will say well look I know the owners can, can you just make this happen I'm like oh really which one they'll often name somebody who hasn't owned the place in years mm. more often than not get the name or part of the name wrong I'll ask like oh have you talked to him lately have you checked in on bit 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 and I'll just I'll I'll treat it like they're telling the truth and no they're just name dropping something they read somewhere yeah. um, just to get their way knowing full well I was never going to give them their way because they were acting that way in the first place oh, totally. if you are a spoiled brat not putting up with it I was pissy at Auto Bar two weeks ago I went to the Bit Brigade show oh okay they were pretty good and um Oh, like I walked there, and when I came in, it's like, hey, can I get a ticket for the the, the show tonight? It's like eighteen dollars cash. Or he's like eighteen dollars cash, and I'm like, okay, pull out the card because I didn't really hear the cash where It's like eighteen dollars cash, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> well, it's mm. it all worked out yeah. in the end, even though the ATMs were out of order. <sighs> it, it's just like it, it's. So like he the, like it turned out like I, I came back with the receipts showing that the thing was out of order and then he gave me the wristband and then it turned out I was like like I was definitely copping an attitude but I was I didn't ask for anything I was mm-hmm. I was asking for where's the nearest ATM from here yeah um but he gave me the wristband and then like 20 minutes later I realized I had twenty dollars in cash in my wallet that I didn't even realize because I rarely use cash anymore yeah but then I, wa- I walked right back right right back up to the front gave him the 20 gave him the 20 dollars and got my change so that way everything was kosher and that was yeah. everything worked out nicely but it's like the the pissiness was less that uh things weren't going perfectly for me and more so it is the year of our lord 2022 mm-hmm 
You take cards now. You just do. You take cards if and when the card readers work if and when the internet is functional and I know that we have many issues with one of the major internet providers especially in the mid-Atlantic region I'm just saying oh we have no the the, the, AT, the, AT, the, the card readers were working fine at the bar those are hardwired okay I'm just saying. I'm just I just know that we have regular <laughs> issues with that internet provider's service dropping out, and sometimes it'll work downstairs bar, but not upstairs bar. Yeah. Sometimes it'll work for the TV service, but no internet. Sometimes it goes through different things, and they have. I think at this point they have three different connections set up just for redundancy. It still goes out on us. Yeah. And it is, it's very consistently that company. It's 2022. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but everything worked out. Yeah. And I didn't, I was snippy, but I didn't ask for the manager or anything. Right. So I was like, I was prepared. I I was just, I was getting annoyed because I knew, well, I have to go now because I'm not going to yeah. in. But everything worked out. So I was brushing. I was on the path to Karening. Actually, no. I would no. Never, I would never be the guy that's asking for like the manager special treatment. It's just more like I'd just go home and be very annoyed and angry. Yeah. But if you would have been if you had been counting, you probably wouldn't have even gone to the ATM in the first place. You probably yeah. would have stood and had the debate about it's twenty twenty two to the person who is sitting there unable to change oh, anything yeah, yeah. about the situation. And that's the crucial thing that makes a Karen a jerk. They're yell they're they're getting pissy with somebody that it they that has no control over any of it. Yeah. There have been times when I was working at the movie theater back in the day, people would yell at me because our popcorn was too expensive as if I was actually the secret millionaire boss setting the price yep I'm like I don't care how much the popcorn is I don't care how much the soda is if you skipped concessions and went into the theater I wouldn't have to worry about dealing with you at all and my day would go smoother Mm. let the popcorn be $30 a bucket it does not matter to me yeah no I get to eat it free. I stand back here. My day is fine. <laughs> but, no, I would get an earful all the time. Um, I didn't care about free refills or any of that kind of stuff. It's not my money. <laughs> I would only really draw the line if somebody copped an attitude. And that's the thing. Yeah. I had one woman uh, that was a regular, uh, at least once a month, she would come in, get a small popcorn... <sighs> get halfway through the popcorn, come back out and scream at people because it was nothing but broken up kernels, she demanded we dump them and refill the bag. And she would throw a fit every time. And I started taking my time, hand scooping and selecting kernels to drop them in, making sure they were the biggest and fluffiest ones in, and describing the process to her as I did it. I'm like, oh, these are some good ones. Let's. We want to make sure they're from the top. I know you hate the broken kernels, so from the bottom to the top, it's going to be nothing but fluffy. And I saw her come out once, hit the bathroom, but holding the bag, but saw me behind the stand, didn't come over, <laughs> then came out and. And it was somebody else behind the counter and started going into the tirade. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 my ma'am. You have crushed those kernels. Like I just I, I spelled it all out and just let her know that 
now we know where the problem is. You'll never get that again. <laughs> I'm notifying the entire staff. Please be more careful with our products. Yeah. And she stopped coming in. Perfect. That's yeah. win-win. Yeah. I, I Take my business elsewhere. Please yeah. do. We're really avoiding this movie, aren't we? All right. So this movie is nominally about a woman named Karen who has a job that is tangentially related to a winery. And then she drinks evil Amityville wine and becomes, at minimum, a homicidal killer, at maximum, a supernatural homicidal killer. Mm -hmm. This is a much more succinct and straightforward description of the film, which makes... No uh, narrative sense no. at all. Like, we don't know. Her job is presented as some sort of inspector, but she only ever goes to the winery. And mm-hmm. the people at the winery act like she's a manager at the winery. Yeah. And she's, like, she's yelling and complaining, wanting to speak to the manager, which she is not. But they keep deferring to her like yeah. she's their boss. Except, yeah, and we don't know who... If she works for an inspection agency within the wine community or within the company or within the the government or... Yeah, no idea. um, She's just somebody that is professionally allowed to go to places and complain, I guess. Yeah. And we say it's a winery. It is a winery, but they keep delving into being a brewery. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of beer talk. So much. Like, it's equal amounts of wine talk and beer talk, which is weird. But this is like the beer talk is all this. Uh, is it Sean Phillips again? That's who. Or no. No. Um, or what's. What was this? Who was he in this? That was. Yeah, no, it is, it is Sean Phillips. Well, he's, he, he was one of the people at the winery this time around. Right. He and worked He also. He directed this one. Right? Yes. I got it. I do know early notes, and again, this is us struggling to get through some of these, um, that I'm not actually going to say a lot of these, but she had many inappropriate comments to make that, well, just again, as two white guys doing a podcast, I don't want to repeat. Um, She's a code enforcement officer. At different times, I have in my notes. She's a code enforcement officer, a compliance officer, a code auditor. All you needed to do is like a two-minute internet search. Who checks health stuff Mm-hmm. At restaurants or places that serve food. Yeah, that's it. But maybe it's the Fletch style thing, um, where you change your title periodically so mm. people don't have a good memory, so they can't look it up later. That's fair. And if you purposely confuse them, then it's on you that you didn't quite remember it right, and you've got the details. But I know I came here and I told you X Y Z. That would work. So yeah, that's I mean that's what Fletch yeah. typically would do with his at least his fake names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Irwin. Um, let's see. Mommy, um, American Psycho bathroom. We see the thing is we're not rewatching the film. Because, one because life is too short. Two and mainly because it costs money. So we're desperately looking at our notes to remember the things. James Duvall is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Remember that. The, he was in uh, he, he's uh, Randy Quaid's eldest son in uh, Independence Day he's Frank the Bunny in 
Donnie Darko, and like he he was Mr. Independent Cinema in the '90s, which was kind of crazy. And it really like all of his scenes are terrible because he is so good. Yeah. Like he just shine out. He outshines everybody. Like anybody that tries to have a scene with him are barely remembering their lines or barely coming up with whatever they're supposed to be improvising. Whereas he is remembering lines and ad libbing as if he is a guy that works at this winery and mm-hmm. he's just great throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it was. De- he was a delight. And he's only he's the bus boy named Troy. Bus boy Troy. Rhymes, it's easy to remember. Exactly. So Karen hates her neighbors, her gay neighbors. Her mm-hmm. neighbors. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm not sorry. But she hates them. Uh, she hates the people at the winery. She hates her other na- she hates her other neighbor, Helen the slut. The thing is, like, they never have her doing Karen things. No, she's just a terrible person overall, but she's a terrible person like, not, not demanding anything. She's like a Scrooge type of terrible person. Yeah, or uh, Mrs. Deagle. Or Mrs. Deagle, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. just, she's in some sort of position of power and abusing it, as opposed to somebody that has no power and is making it somebody else's yeah. problem. Yeah, um, another thing about the Karen like ar- archetype, yeah. is it's not... Who am I? You should respect me. It's don't you know who my husband is? Don't you know that I'm on the board of? Don't you know that I'm like I am connected to power? You have you don't know what you're unpacking right now. Yeah. And no, she's got the power and she's just a terrible person to everybody. She's so bad. She's very annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh the actress was I mean, she was annoying. But she was committed to it. She was committed yeah. to it. What's her name? Uh, um, it's uh, yeah. an arbitrary Lauren note. Francesca. Hmm. Arbitrary note. I'm going to grab these periodically yeah, yeah. through uh, while we're in this section. Please. At some point, somebody mentioned that um, they had to find out why their wine was not permitted residential. Mm. And we had confusion, if I remember right, while we were watching as to whether the winery was trying to be zoned residential or if they were saying that this wine couldn't be sold to homes. Yeah. It was a weird... I don't... We never got an answer, but... Something about the wine was not allowed residential. I think because, like, they were going to be having a uh, wine party as part of... Like, it would be a wine event run by the winery in one of their homes. And their, but the, but again, their wine itself was not zoned residential. Yeah, their wine was not zoned yeah, residential. Yeah, not that we can't sell it from a home, like a Tupperware party or whatnot, yeah. which is yeah. completely allowed. Um, yeah, you can't open a liquor store out of your basement. No. But if you are having a single standalone event, it's probably not a problem. And especially yeah. if you're of the income level where it's going to be a winery party, yeah. you're probably not going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. And like all of the like all of the winery stuff is happening separately from the murder stuff. Like the murders are happening. There's like one or two murders that there's like Busboy Troy gets murdered at the winery. One person gets murdered kinda in the parking lot when there was the brew the beer tasting party. And then all the rest of the deaths happen at Karen's house. Yeah. 
Well, except for the ones with the bikers, which Mike Ferguson comes back again. Our, our, uh, the guy from uh, uh, Amityville Uprising, Detective Lance McQueen, uh, mm-hmm. makes another appearance. He had also been one of the vloggers in um, Amityville Hex. And um, like he gets his dick cut off or something. Remember the scissors? So, yeah. Yeah. Which, that was horrifying mm-hmm. and terrible. And, like, she's chasing him around with scissors. Because she gets, she drinks the Amityville wine, and this possesses her and makes her mm-hmm. an even, like, a homicidal jerk. Yeah. Because it's a lot like American Psycho, where it's mm-hmm. just like a person in a normal situation, but then what if they just up and killed you? Yeah. And this one again being off of cursed wine, arguably. Uh, yeah. fi- this fine no, it is cursed wine. It, it is cursed wine. wine. I, I know. But um, this fine wine, by the way, again another random note, um, is a screw top wine. So yeah. for this being a fine winery, uh-huh. like I'm not. Nec- I know that the cheap wines are just as delicious as the expensive ones if you know what you're doing and what you're pairing, which I don't. No. But people have given me cheap wines that absolutely go great with stuff. I'm not trying to be a snob about Screw Top, but the way the movie's presenting it, why is the Screw Top wine the big deal that they're saying it is? I always come back to uh, Steve Martin in the Muppet movie. Would you like to smell the cap? (laughs) Yes. Do you have any straws? Yes. I expected that. Uh, sparkling Muscatel, one of the finest wines of Idaho. Yeah. Thank you. You may go. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> we could have been watching the Great Muffin Cape. Oh, we can't pull that gag. We can't pull the. We could have been watching because we're not watching it tonight. Yeah. Well, we could have been like two months ago mm-hmm. watching the Muppet movie. I have Skullet in big letters in my notes. And that followed by everything is bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the one guy at the winery whose hair was just. Yes. Holy oh, shit. Oh, you orig- on our original oh. recording, I believe you did about 15 minutes on this. I hate cause I hate mullets in general. Yeah. This is just the skull. There's no excuse for a skeleton. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. But this one was. Even George Carlin. <laughs> this one was. To call it a Kentucky waterfall would be generous. <laughs> Like, this was a stream at best. Oh, my God. It was, like, it was, it was so thin and wispy. And didn't it, doesn't it disappear halfway through the movie? It might have just been the lighting of the it, angle. Like, I think it, like, it's in there and then it's not. Because it was just one of those, we filmed this movie over weekends, over the course yeah. of, like, a couple of months sort but of again, thing. it was so wispy that I could really just put it on lighting. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Um, oh, or God, did he wear yeah. a hat maybe sometimes? I don't know. Maybe. Oof. Um, uh, oh yeah, the beer thing comes up again. Um, we own this joint and can do beer. Um, we're a winery. We're a fine winery that wants to, you know, again sell out of homes. They just want to make beer. Yeah, that was um, the thing. Like it was so weird. Yeah, they're trying to do something new and different With to the beer. point where it seemed really. Like, they wanted to do a beer fest, like, or an Amityville brewery or something. Yeah. And then they're like, well, we have access to a winery. Fuck. <laughs> All right, well, we'll rewrite it. And then didn't. No, no, they did not. Yeah. Um, 
There's Barnaby. Um, That's the old guy with the wine, right? Right. Uh, have a note about him. Being able to tell in any given scene when he's talking to somebody, if he's either staring at cue cards or the actress's boobs. Mm. She did have nice boobs. But it was like, I mean, his eye lines were so consistently not up here. Yeah. No. So Mike Ferguson and the bikers, I think in the background of that scene, there was a song called A Hole is a Hole. And I think he was performing (laughs) it. Okay. I can't get confirmation from the IMDb because I'm Oh, enough. that was the, um yeah, that was the air quote band. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. there's a band at the winery. Yeah, but they the didn't have time. instruments, but they no. were playing their songs. Yeah, or no, they had instruments, but they were very clearly not plugged into anything and they were only they they were holding them. They weren't even They were holding them. them. Um it's like, oh god, there was a meme that went around recently about like some, you know, holiday savings ad where and it's a girl playing guitar and her fingers are around the like not the neck of the guitar but she's like making a chord up on the top where you like you know you tighten the screws on it and that's kind of how this band looked Um, I remember hearing drums but there was no drummer no there was not and at least two members of the bands were like the boss tones guy that just dances who may or may not be the guy setting the rhythm for the band. We, we haven't figured out what the guy does, but we know that he's important to the boss tones, and he dances. Well, he, he, he is one of the mighties, I think. Yeah. Oh, God, what was this thing? I've been seeing... Okay, hold on. You, you keep talking. I, I right. Try to find um, yeah, we find out that the Amityville Winery is on cursed ground. Um, it's not in Amityville. But, like, it, it, it is, is named Amityville Wine. But it was named because... I don't know. I don't... Yeah. We don't... I don't... I don't think it's a matter of my notes or I might have put something. Just that it was on cursed ground for yes. reasons. And they're calling it that. Um... Random dreams, get a job and stop fucking. Oh, that's right. She that's what she yells at her neighbors. Doesn't she end up pregnant at some point? Yeah, like I have a scene. I have a note here. A demon baby or something. Where is it? I just saw something about the pregnant. Um, she's pregnant from the wine. Yeah. Or she does hook up with a couple of guys. Yeah. Zoning issue for the jurisdiction. That was a statement somebody made that was apropos of nothing, even though it could have explained any number of other things should they want to. But then, yeah, she basically has the wine, uh, has a fight scene, and then goes on her killing spree. <laughs> um, murder, murder, first beer or eight. Um, fighting with the barista. Oh, yeah. Okay, so when you mentioned side effects, it reminded me, there's been this anti-insomnia medication that they've been having commercials for on HBO Max, which my dad doesn't want to shell out the extra $5 a month for the no commercial HBO Uh, Max, which... It's worth it. It's 60 bucks, so I don't... I I see both sides of the argument, Mm -hmm. and I'm not paying either way, so it's like, okay. But I keep seeing these 90-second commercials for QVivic. One of them has Tay Diggs, 
And the side of it, so it's just for uh, anti-insomnia. It's to help you sleep. These are the side effects. Decreased alertness and responsiveness. Sleep paralysis. Hallucinations that occur as you're falling asleep or waking up. Excessive sleepiness. Complex sleep behaviors. Performing activities while asleep. Suicidal thoughts and behaviors. Severe allergic reactions. This can all be condensed to their side effects may include Tyler Durdening. <laughs> yeah wow holy shit <laughs> it's like you're having trouble sleeping have you considered having a split personality be productive with your lack of sleep <laughs> like I was listening to this it's like what do you mean performing complex actions mm-hmm. like waking up in places that you did not fall asleep this is better yeah. than not I being mean, able to sleep bare minimum the dark half yeah Wow. Something what we were talking about reminded me of that. Uh, Something about the evil wine. Because she kind of has, like, she she has lost time. Or she loses time. Like, she she doesn't remember doing the things that she's doing. But she also doesn't seem to care. No, no, she doesn't. It's, you know, one would say it's a character choice. Others would say it's a poor script. Someone uh, can't be. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a scene with a pool boy that involved wind removal not oh, having happened yeah. at all. Um, now, we record indoors when we do this, in part yeah. because right now it's December and it's very cold outside. Yeah. Uh, but even in the nicer months, we like to record inside because it's we're humans. inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's less frequency of my cats screaming Baba Booey, Baba Booey as they run by. This is true. Um, and pure and simple. There's not a lot of wind in here. No. We would even sometimes during this the summer. This is why I sit with like five cushions underneath my butt. There you go. Uh, but that yeah. was a fart joke. Okay, that makes more sense then. I thought that was a long way to a Little Nemo in Slumberland thing. I thought we were still on sleep stuff. Have you watched that new one? No. There's a thing on Netflix that's Little Nemo. That thing with Jason Momoa dressed as like one of the Zoobly Zoo guys. Don't worry about it. That's what. Are yeah, you this on is, that Qvivix? I might be on Qvivix right now. Okay. I'll, I'll show you the trailer later. Also, I gotta say, Qvivix really sounds like a forgotten Vulcan character. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Qvivix, yeah. live long and you know live two different lives. <laughs> That's prospering. Complex sleep actions. That sounds like a. That sounds like a feature on an action figure. Yes. It's like, like Narcolepsy Man comes with complex sleep actions and Kung Fu Grip. Like, the, the, the new auto-transforming Optimus Prime will appear in places that you did not put him. Oh, that's ominous. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's an ominous prime. Optimus Prime. Oh, that's actually the purple Decepticon Optimus Prime you got there. That is the per- that is omni- omni- ominous, ominous Prime. Omnibus Omnibus Prime. There was a, there was one of the great throwaway gags in uh, Tom Scholey and Jan- John Barbary's uh, Transformers versus GI Joe, which is arguably one of the greatest comics ever made it's shockingly good it's uh is they list all the former primes and one of them is amazon prime no there's like 
he re- they, they reach like uh, Will Eisner level of storytelling with like limited amount of space and mm-hmm. too many characters, and they end up pulling like the spirit level tricks. It's a remarkable comic book. It nice. is just about you know two defunct or not defunct but two action figure lines from the nineteen eighties. Yeah. Anyway, everybody should read more Transformer comic books. Are we still doing this? Yeah. Um, I mean, it all ends Oh, so yeah, recording inside, there's no wind inside. We would yeah. often, during the summer months, have to finish the movie um, and then turn on the AC and fans. But we'd actually, turn them we'd, off. We'd have them running through the movie, but we'd do yeah. the preamble. Then the, in the 15, 20 minutes of that, the heat would crank up. So it was basically just getting the apartment reset. With AC, so that you at home did not have to hear the wind and the hum. Oh, right. We're at the pool. In this movie, um, they don't care about any of that, including outside. There's a scene in the wind where the wind is just blasting the microphone, and they didn't bother to go back and do ADR, which... Unlike the film, the filmmakers, if you're familiar with movie making, additional dialogue recording is when you replace unusable sound. Yeah, music too loud. Yeah, <laughs> if anybody working on this movie who worked on this movie is listening right now, just keep that in mind. Next time you're in post and you can't tell what some of your characters are saying, neither can we at home. Just have them come in. It, we don't care if it matches their lips or not. It's fine. I watch foreign films. Yeah. They don't even record sound on set for a lot of countries. They just do ADR because it's quicker, easier, and cheaper. Yeah. Um, then it works. It's fine. Yeah, we're good. All these dark hours are movies. Yeah. Jackie Chan doesn't record sound on set if it's a, if unless it's a U.S. production. That makes sense. Yeah. Just fine. Are you going to redub it into f- ten different languages anyway, and people shouldn't be watching the lips of a speaking character in an action movie? No. It's less, uh, it's less integral to the plot. It really is. God bless Jackie Chan. Man, bad sound can kill a movie. Yeah. Like uh, this one. Yeah, like she kills a guy at a pool. Yeah. He was like in his tidy whities or does he he takes them off? Am I remembering that? I don't know. I was trying to lip read to figure out what they were saying. (laughs) It all comes back. I was looking at his lips instead of instead of his white saggy ass. Oh, after the pool boy thing, uh, there was the comment that the Karen works for them. Yes. Which, so, that was when, like, we almost paused the movie and, like, threw our hands up in the air. Yeah, what kind of Ouroboros or Mobius Strip sort of employment situation is this? No idea. Me? Oh. Because, like, the wine mm. event is at her house at yeah. the end. Which is not because they only had two filming locations. Well, three, including the trailer where she cuts a dude's dick off. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that happens too. Mm hmm. <sighs> There's gags about naming people. There's a rant about Monopoly. Trailer Pecker? We're talking about Trailer Pecker. That's when the. the oh, the, the, yeah, right, 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 right. Um, God, right, they were talking. They were talking. I remember freaking out because we were watching a stupid Amityville movie where they were talking about Monopoly. Yeah. Jesus. 
Yeah, and the note right after that, or right before that, is who the hell are you? Which I think was a, a character asks another character, who the hell are you? And all of us at home are agreeing that we don't know either. Yeah, we don't know, and this this just does not justify your script. No. Not at all. Um, they note that women can be serial killers, which is true right and very bold of them to... Yeah. Way to go out on a limb there. Yeah. Eileen Warnhouse would be proud. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it ends with... Instead of an actual conclusion, it just sort of ends with a news recap. Okay, everybody ends up drinking the Amityville wine. Yeah. And then, like... Do they all leave or do they all die? I think they leave. I think they just leave. I I see possessed Karen. I will return. Drink me. News recap. Women can be serial killers. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. Death is but a doorway. Time is but a window. I'll be back. Come on. No? Garbage Cup hits the movie. Do you mess with me? Not candy, man. You're you're really gonna feel Actually, bad no, when you on, remember wait. what you're really gonna hate yourself for say, making the garbage pail kids joke once you remember what it was. Damn it! I'm I'm time I'm, is but a door. Death is but a doorway. Time is a window. I'll be back. Now I'm actually this overthinking the, this. What, yeah, no. This is Fuck. A, uh, this is what. Oh, Vigo from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Garbage pail kids, Patrick. It's always a fun answer to break out. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll kiss five bucks goodbye. Uh, that tagline is the only good thing about that movie. Man, on a related note, I was at the Best Buy, and I wasn't prepared to put the money down just then because I had done a lot of Christmas shopping and me shopping. But uh, 4K Wayne's World is out. What? I know. It's like, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl. Yeah. And it's like, ooh. It's like they have them as like two separate releases, Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2, both in 4K. And it's like, can't just do like a two-pack. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to spend the, the equivalent for both of them. But, yeah. you know, it's shelf space. Can mm-hmm. you just put them in a nice little two-pack for me? Yeah. And it's one of the, it's kind of like Adam's Family or Brady Bunch, where the second movie is not necessarily as good a movie, but it has some of the absolute best bits of either. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've not, I've not seen the Brady Bunch one, but yeah, definitely. Oh. The, well, the Adams Family and uh, the Wayne's World 2 are like the same sort of mold in which we're, one, going to do the exact same movie that we did the first time, but we're going to add a crucial new actor. Mm-hmm. Wayne's World, it's Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adams Family 2, it's... Uh, Joan Cusack. Uh We didn't... Like, Peter McNichol and uh, the combo actor and voice for Vigo are doing their level best, but... Mm. I thought you were talking Peter McNichol and Adam's family, too. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he was in the summer camp. Peter McNichol, man. Yeah. That guy. So good. But, like, I would definitely say, like, I would watch Wayne's World 2 and Adam's Family 2 before I would watch Ghostbusters 2 again. 
Probably. Like, I've seen all of them a bunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got to say, Brady Bunch 2 is is really funny. I haven't, I've never gotten around to it. I should watch that. Because yeah. the first it's, one is unexpectedly great. Yeah. The second one is... They do the uh, Hawaii trip, right? Deborah, uh, Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elfond, who did Josie and the Pussycats and Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, nice. They did Very Brady sequel. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um... And if you don't know at home, Josie and the Pussycats is one of the greatest movies ever made. I promise I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I, you have not seen it. I we like I have it on DVD. Like we started it one night when all of us were just shit faced. Gotcha. So I got like five minutes in before like all comprehension went out mm-hmm. the window. I've I've seen that one pretty much to the point of memorization. I think that's fair. No, yeah. I hear nothing but good things. I just mm-hmm. haven't. Yeah, yeah. just that. And also one of the finest soundtracks of the last. Nice. Oh, God, I was going to say, that movie is almost 25 years old. Crazy thing. It's coming up on it. They never, uh, like, tying back to an older episode, they've never released the Texas Chainsaw Next Generation soundtrack. Really? You can, like, the list of the songs, like, all the songs are available in other places, but Mm -hmm. they never put out a soundtrack album. And so now I have to track them all down Hmm. individually because I remember liking it. Or, no, I I showed it to a friend because I have it on Blu ray now Mm because it's amazing. And uh, it's like, God damn it, that just reinforced I need all of these songs because this is, like, a good mid 90s rock album. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we could have been watching. Number four again. Yeah, we gotta watch it because there's a director's cut on there. Oh, what? And I don't know, like, what version's on HBO that we watched. We watched the theatrical. That's what I thought. Because we were, we commented a lot about how much stuff looked like it was cut away. Yeah, yeah. Like, we never found out what happened to Barry. Yeah. That could be a whole bonus episode we've got coming up. Yeah. Um, That could be fun. Yeah. On our Patreon. <laughs> don't go looking for a Patreon. Yeah, we're we no, will we're definitely let you know if we ever start one, but yeah, I don't feel like maintaining uh, it. We're just happy that you guys listen. Yeah, we're not breaking out too much, you know, in costs on getting this thing going. It's no. we are happy to keep it at hobby level expenses. Yeah, um, to save you, the listener. Your hard-earned the, money so the, that you can go rent anything but what we're watching most yeah. of the time. We pass the value on to you, mm-hmm. the listener. To you, the yeah. people. And you know what? You don't even have to ask for it, and they demand it from your manager. I'm trying to occasionally touch back <laughs> on the movie. I really... I feel like we, we... Yeah, we... I, I know we're phoning it in because of the things that happen, the the issues, but also there really wasn't anything. There. No, I remember we did... Like... When we finished recording that episode, we had to take a break anyway because we were so mad at the movie. We were fighting with each other more than like you've heard us snip here and there. You've heard us get into a rose, but we were legitimately just like, I'm going home. Like you're going to bed. We are just not going to talk for dare two. Let's just get over this movie. Yeah, like it was. It wasn't a fight. No, but it was bad mood. It it yeah. It soured us hard. So I think we're just trying to not go there. It could be that too. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it, it was like we had all of those weeks of doing fun uh, Texas Chainsaws, and then you know the last three Texas Chainsaws, and um, mm. coming back. I, I these, liked the last one. I liked the last one too. I'm yeah. just making fun. Uh, but coming back to coming back to Amityville at all, let alone to the two one two punch of Hex and then Karen, was really tough because they're really bad and really long. Yeah, like this one's long too. Like Hex was an hour and forty eight minutes, mm-hmm. and this one this one was not short either. Yeah, and this one had the same problem again with the improv that we mentioned in the last episode. Uh, if you're doing improv, put two characters minimum in the scene. This was one hour and 44 minutes. Yeah. There were several places in this where the Amityville Karen was, air quote, Karening by just being terrible to people on the phone. Yeah. Oh, and God, she was she was just improvising. But there was... She's improvising dialogue to no other character, so she has to yes and herself, except no direction as to where she's going. So it's just her screaming and rambling for several minutes while pacing. That's not good cinema. Just at least put another voice in there, like the other yeah. person on the other end of the line. So or even give it. somebody a chance to go... To give yeah. her a pause, to give her something to respond to? No. No. no this was just completely throwing her out in the field and saying, run free. Oof. It, mm. See, I, I'm yeah, already yeah, getting yeah, mad yeah. talking yeah. about All it right. again. All right. Next week, we will be back to the normal format of actually watching the movie and then recording. Yeah. Then it will be uh, Amityville in space. Of all the movies that we've done, this one was the most forwarded to me. Um, People have sent me news about Amityville's over the entire duration. Like when Rift Tracks did their live version of part four. The two people I know that actually listen to the show. None of which Mm -hmm. are my family. Even people who don't necessarily listen to the show know of the show and send me links to it. Yeah. Um, People are excited about Amityville in space, which says that they haven't been listening to our podcast at all. Uh, I think it looks absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I could use that. Yeah. Like, at least be fun. Yeah. And and stupid. There have been a lot of these that were fun and stupid. Mm hmm. It just, these were just, it had been so long and we're out of practice and they were bad. They were really bad. Yeah. It's going to be okay. We got two. It's going to be all right. We got at least two more. Mm hmm. Uh, space and then gas chamber and then we gotta double check if there are any others that came out yeah, I'll probably do that when I get home tonight I'll, I'll do that in a second cause yeah. it's better to know mm-hmm. <laughs> but my the resale value for Amityville Counter and for me was was zero absolutely was zero don't, don't watch this movie yeah I was again we fought worse than I think we've ever fought on the original recording uh, definitely uh, fought worse over nothing. Right. Like, we've had legitimate arguments that we get fired up about, but they're about things that we care about. Like, There's no reason to argue about Amityville Karen. We were on the fun. same page. We were yeah. just escalating it. <laughs> it was almost a who's more pissed off at contest. Yeah. And... I mean, usually it's me, but... Usually. Usually. Yeah. But anyway, all right, until next week, get out.
If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com.